on SEN Plus. Welcome to the Breakfast Stable. Good morning, everyone. It's The Breakfast Stable. I'm Jack Muller, and I'm really excited to be back, my darlings. I missed you all. Helen Riser, I missed you last week. Good morning. Oh, I know. I missed you guys. Oh. Uh, I missed you last week, I know. actually. And then we haven't seen each other for a few weeks because no, you've been, been off travelling as well. Almost a month. I know. Oh, yeah. I missed your beautiful face. And obviously also I missed looking across the desk at Pete Hilkey. Good morning. Ooh la la. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's that time of year. I love it. I love it. I love it's it. Getting, yeah, I know. It's getting to the pointy end of some sports stuff coming up. But, um, no, it's lovely to be back. I mean, it was nice. I'm not going to lie. It was nice to get a sleep in. It was <laughs> first sleep in. It is. It's good, isn't it? <laughs> it is good. Well, you get a few of them when you go on holiday, don't you? <laughs> and it was. I mean, I was, uh, as you know, I, I had the um, chance to head off on a little bit of a mini European break with um, Sir Hotzalot. <laughs> as, <he, laughs> as he is known. And, um, oh, you've got to love it. It's not oh, Lancelot. It's Instead of, remember the old days, uh, yeah. Grey's Anatomy with Mr. McSteamy, yeah. Dr. Yeah. McSteamy. I know. He's got a nickname. Bless, bless his little soul. And it's the first time we actually travelled together, so it was a bit of a telltale kind of thing. It could have been a make-or-break situation <laughs> that we had. But I have to tell you, this this one um, uh, incident that we had, this, oh, you know me, I've always got a story, especially if I'm leaving the country, there's usually going to be some sort of an incident. We were in Copenhagen, which is oh, a beautiful city for anyone who's ever had the chance stunning. to go. It's stunning. And the weather was amazing. Anyway, luckily he is also into architecture and museums mm-hmm. and things like that. But I convinced him that we were going to the National Design Museum in Copenhagen, which, as you can imagine, would be just full of just extraordinary, you know, historical things on yes. how design has developed over the years. And he happily went, yep, yeah, no worries, had no idea what to expect. Well, of course, we're into it by about an hour and he's gone, so there's just a whole lot of tables and posters and, you know, toaster <laughs> ovens and things. And <laughs> I, I think he was sort of hoping there'd be more architecture and all that sort of stuff and so he was he was good he was you know getting trying to get into it and um anyway at one point he's gone ahead of me and he's found this little theaterette and he's sitting um watching a little documentary on a very famous danish designer and we missed a room so i went into the room and thought oh this is good i've got to go and grab him so i go and see him i said quick honey i said you we've you have we've missed the room of chairs. Uh, anyway, so he's like he's, <laughs> the room of chairs. The room of chairs. Wow. So he's jumped <laughs> off his seat with great enthusiasm, and he's come following me into the room of chairs, and <laughs> and he's looked come in and he's looked around and his face fell completely and he looked devastated. And I said, "Darling, what's wrong?" And he said, "Where's the cheese?" And I said, oh, "What do you cheese. mean?" Oh, <laughs> cheese. Cheers, cheese. And I said, oh, what do you mean? He goes, I thought you were taking me into the room of cheese. And I said, no, darling, it's the room of chairs. And he, he goes, oh. Oh, that is hilarious. And, 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 and I said, thing. why would there be a room of cheese at a design museum? He goes, I have no idea. He goes, I was also hoping there might be a beer somewhere involved in some of this. They might give you a midway break. So anyway. I congratulate on. him on that. Yeah. I really do. Because you walk around around the corner and you see something go, ah. <laughs> I wonder why he was so eager to get off the chair and follow him to the room of chairs. That is he was awesome. getting cheese. <laughs> oh, bless. Bless his cotton socks. So, good morning, Sir Hot Slot, if you're listening this morning. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> good morning. I love your style. I'm going to buy your whiskey on that one. <laughs> All right, Petey, so we've got a bit of sport to get through this morning. 
That we do. Yes. That we do. Let's just crack on with the AFL to okay, start with. Yes. Because last night, other than it snowing, oh glorious snow. God. Let it snow, let it snow. That's let the it one. Snow. In Canberra, yeah. I mean, how's that? The players at three-quarter time standing in the huddle and uh, drops of snow. They're just looking up. It's probably the first time it's ever happened to them. Oh well, it's gosh. the first time it snowed during an AFL match. Like a, you know, it was yeah. crazy snow. It yeah. was. It wasn't just a little flight. It wasn't what we call you a flurry. No, you couldn't see their faces. <laughs> it was a blizzard. Like it, it wasn't was. a white ball. We'd have trouble. I think they've got better coverage than probably Buller has had the last yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But But really, to look at that, mm. um, I mean, so Hawthorne, we know they play better in the snow. <laughs> Apparently. <so. laughs> Apparently snow. Yes. And they've got 56 reasons why they played better yeah. than GWS in the snow. That affects... GWS in the top four. Yes, that's right. And, I mean, we've still got um, those last two spots, which are taken up by Essendon and Adelaide. You know, they're still... Uh, I mean, there's not enough points. I mean, if they've got three rounds left. And based on the teams um, who are in 9, 10, 11, they're all on 36 points. They could still knock yeah. the Bombers out because our percentage... Or I should say our percentage. The Bombers' percentage... I know, they're about as as ...is still... Is, is lower. So, you know, they've got... If Bombers don't make sure that the... Bombers um, make sure they don't uh, win the next three matches, they could get knocked out by somebody. So, um, yeah, look, it's... The, in the last two spots. The top six are probably a little bit more um, safe, but the last two still still up for grabs. So, yeah, and then you've got the West Coast Adelaide game tomorrow, which will be interesting, I think. Yeah, that's a cracker. Um, that's going to be an absolute cracker. Yeah. It was, yep, yep. You know, it was good to see Carlton. They did put in a, um, a, a fair effort against um, West Coast in Marvel <laughs> Stadium. That's all I need to say. Okay, moving on from anyway. that. Yes, next. Ashes, glorious Ashes. Mm-hmm. Hey, guess what? 2000, let's, let's just... Helen, here's one for you, my darling. Oh, no. We're going go <laughs> to ask her a quick cricket <laughs> question. We're going to go back to 2001. Edge bats. Oh, gosh. I think that's how you say it, first thing in the morning. Um, <laughs> right. That was the last time Australia won a test at Edge Batson. In wow. 2001. Until 2019, only 18 years later. <laughs> Gee whiz, it wake me up. Um, but I tell you what, a stirring 251 run win over the English in the very first Ashes Test. Yeah. Which is absolutely fantastic. Steve Smith, top screen with 144. You've got to love him. Yes. And then... We've got two tons. Yeah. 144, then 142 in yeah, the second man. innings. I mean, you don't want three. It's going to really weigh you down, isn't it? <laughs> and, but you know what's really great? The first test, they come in, they play it. So you think about Warner, Smith, Bancroft... They've paid their dues for what they did. Mm. And then all of a sudden, they come out and take the first test. And I think, great. Warner, what an absolute legend. They gave it to him when he was down at Third Man. And it was, how fantastic is it? Mm. I think it was Third Man, but wherever he was. But the, um, the crowd really gave it to him. They said they would. And he was a trooper. And he actually played along with it. Uh, went well. Um, and Nathan Lyon, Ugh. how's that? Nine wickets, I think nine wickets for the game. Yeah, six and six for 49. Yeah, mm. uh, absolutely amazing. He knocked the English over. Great day for Australian cricket, finally, to actually beat the English over there in the yes. very first test. Um, as they say, it's not over. And I just think after we went and saw the boys that time mm. out at um, Federation so, yeah, Square. Yes. Not Federation Square. Southgate. 
Southgate. Mm. Yeah, no, absolutely awesome. awesome. And did you see, um, I thought it was really funny, that Vegemite took a full-page ad out in the Daily Mirror. Um, and it was actually, for anyone that saw it, it was a funniest um, funniest uh, tweet. It was a, it was basically saying that, you know, the difference between, you know, Vegemite and Marmite. So Marmite's obviously the, the English version yeah, 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 of, yeah. of, of yes. what, you know, what we know and love as, as obviously Vegemite. It tastes not as great. It tastes not as great. So basically <laughs> what, the, what the ad was in like the Daily <laughs> was it on um, the big full page, you know, colours of, of yeah. Vegemite says, G'day, news has reached down under that free jars of Marmite are being handed out at the ashes to try to prove it tastes better than our Vegemite. <laughs> are you guys balmy? <laughs> of course the refined English palate will prefer yours. You see, Vegemite is a far stronger taste made of resilience and fortitude with a dash of cunning and guile. Oh, I love <laughs> it. <laughs> oh, that is awesome. Vegemite tastes like back-to-back tons on your return test. Vegemite tastes like a come from behind victory by 251. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's well, brilliant. Was... Isn't that fantastic? <laughs> oh, it's a and, and that is great. Uh, you know, I think the English Australian rivalry in the Ashes Test has been going for such a many, oh. many, many, many. Forever? Mm, yeah, <laughs> and a day. So it's absolutely been fantastic. Oh, that's good, good. Um, we also need to mention that uh, Sun Corp Super Netball as well. Yeah, yeah that's um, obviously getting interesting too. They're at round 12 this week. Weekend, um, their semi-finals begin on the thirty-first of August. So their their um, uh, prelim semis and prelims and grand finals. Is it the Swifts on top? Uh, the Swifts are yes, they're Sydney on top. Swifts, that is. And uh, the Vixens are playing them this weekend uh, tonight, actually. Uh, so good luck. I actually to... did watch a game last weekend. Yes. I must admit, this poor girl. I don't know where she was from, but she copped an elbow to the to the nose. Yep. Uh, it was a good night after that. Yeah, I bet it was. Uh, no, it gets it gets bits. Oh, full they're, on. they're Rough. They're amazing. Tell you what, <laughs> go without girls. Well, get the, in the, there. the Vixens haven't lost a, um, a round since um, round seven against the Magpies, so you know they're in a good chance of, of beating the Swifts. And the Vixens on number three anyway. Yeah. Um, so you've got Swifts, Lightning, Vixens, and Giants at the top four. Well, for the young girls out there, keep listening because mm. we're going to bring you the netball updates. Yep, absolutely. And also speaking of netball, my two girls are playing in netball grand finals today. Oh, so good luck. Oh, good luck, be ladies. Oh no, it's going to be horrific. <laughs> Um, and we also need to mention, too, we've got the winner of our Grady Comp. Oh, right. We are, right. We are, we are announced right now. Are we ready? We're going to do a drum roll on the desk. Okay. <laughs> the winner of the come up, workshop, pizza workshop and dinner for two is Sarah Flanagan. Oh, congratulations, Sarah. Yay, we'll get in touch with congratulations, Sarah. You Thank you for entering the competition via our Facebook yes. page. Yeah, that's so, right. Which is, of course, where you can enter all sorts of interesting things, comments and follow us on our Facebook page, The Breakfast Stable, and also on... Facebook Live! As you can Hello. wave to us now, also on Twitter, Breakfast Stable, and also Instagram, The Breakfast Stable. So yes. um, we are very excited about that. Good on you, Sarah, and thank you for entering our competition. We are going to be back shortly after this break. This is The Breakfast Stable on SEN+. Plus. Good morning. You're listening to The Breakfast Table. It's Saturday morning and it's 19 minutes past seven. hope you're all sort of starting to, well, hopefully wake up. We certainly are. We've had a couple of coffees and we're into it already. We are buzzing. Uh, I'm here with my gorgeous stable mates, Helen Riser and Pete Hilkey. Helen Riser, as usual, you are bringing, you bring a cavalcade of oh. interesting people into this studio. I love our guests that come in. We yeah. have the most amazing guest this morning uh, who's an experienced journalist and PR professional 
professional called Luke Dennehy on the howling Australian Open. It wasn't snowing outside, not yet. It feels (laughs) like football coverage. I don't know if you guys saw it. Snowing camera. How how cool is that? Three quarter time, you're standing there. I tell you what, in the snow, the Hawks play pretty well. <laughs> they do. <laughs> they do. I don't know if they've played in the snow before, but geez, uh, that's yeah. amazing. Yeah, well, it is amazing. totally. You won't have that during the Australian Open tennis. No, well, that would, now, that would be something, wouldn't <laughs> yeah. it? Yeah. Hey, there's some stuff it's I could like say right now. It's like 45 degrees, more like it. <laughs> uh, you could really bite pool. your cheek on that one, eh? I have to really yeah. stop myself from saying oh. something. <laughs> Now, um, it's 7.30 in the morning, yeah, not even 7.30. Not even. So Luke's here to talk to us about the Australian Open Chef Series uh, for 2020, mm. as well as some of the entertainment um, that the AO is offering, um, as well as the expanded hospitality, um, what's coming back, and the new things that are going to be happening at the Australian Open. And, of course, um, there are so many announcements. It's all yes. a, a lot of new things. So tell us about it, Luke. Yeah, so it's very exciting. We launched the AO Chef Series last year. It's something we've done uh, for three years, so this is our third year. And we've um, it's an all-female lineup this year, not because we wanted to, you know, talk about equality and stuff. I think it's something we just wanted to do. So we've got Donna Hay, um, oh, who was amazing, amazing. from Sydney. Um, we met her last week. We've got a lady called Sarah Todd who um, was on MasterChef about five years ago and she's in India. Um, and we've got a Thai a chef called Bo Lan. She's a, a beautiful chef from Thailand she's coming. She's won awards She's amazing, well. yeah. yeah. She's um, uh, got two Michelin stars. And a uh, Tasmanian chef called Annalise Gregory and she's uh, wonderful from Tasmania from a restaurant called Franklin. And what it, it is, it's kind of like a, an event we hold. They each host two dinners um, during the Australian Open, just to complement the, the tennis, because we're all about that, sort of making it more about the tennis. So mm-hmm. we're very excited about that. Especially, I think, having Donna on, on board. Um, oh, you know, she's yeah. a legend. Uh, yes. uh, she's got a, 30, a 29th book coming out wow. next week. I, I haven't cooked a recipe of hers, but <laughs> <laughs> about you? Well, I've, got, I've got a couple of her books. <laughs> I've got so a lot no, of yes. yes. I have not yeah, cooked any of her recipes. No. But, but it was like you know, a couple of weeks ago when Margaret Fulton passed away. Mm. I mean, she did her 21st cookbook when she was 85. Wow. Amazing. You know, yeah. so, Do you know, uh, what I love... I I mean, I've experienced the Chef Series two years in a row now. You've been everywhere, haven't I? I know. <laughs> and can I tell you what an incredible experience it is? It's directly across the road from the Australian Open. You walk in there. It's it's a degustation dinner mm. um, paired with the most incredible Australian wines. And, um, and you've got internationally renowned chefs that actually come out to every table and you get to meet them um, and talk to them about their food. And what's great is... That They've got packages where you can spend the day at the tennis. You can actually go to a match after the dinner because it's an early start. It is, yes. That's what it's all about. Just mm. sort of making sure you can do more than just the tennis. Absolutely. And tell us, um, what entertainment? I know well, you think there's going to be an announcement. or the... no, We announced this week that Billy Idol's coming for the Australian Open oh, wow. Day. Here we go. <laughs> is, that what you, is that what you're supposed to sing at the table and you yeah, want and some you more food? Go, yeah, like this. <laughs> and then all of a sudden you go, yeah, yeah. Man United. <laughs> oh, sorry about that. I'm having a feeling you're into more Billy Idol than Donna Hay. Oh, yeah. yes. <laughs> anyway, um, Billy Idol's coming, which we're really yeah. excited because it got a good reaction. I didn't think it would as much as it did. And, uh, you know, it, we have the Australian Open Live stage, which they have 15 days of music. And I think we wanted someone like that that people love, you know. You don't have All to go fancy yeah. and um, yeah. so you don't have to try too hard when it comes to these things and yeah. I think that's why we chose I, I actually really commend you because, I mean, I, I know I speci- I specialise in seafood, in the seafood industry, um, chef as well, and 
there's been a big push, especially in the, in the seafood industry, towards women in seafood. Okay. And so to actually have the, um, you know, the female chefs come out, it's great time. And I just think that's what we need. And yes. I think it's like yeah, an, ode, yep. an ode to our number one tennis player, Ash Barty, as well, it kind is. of thing. It's a yeah. female yeah. thing, yeah. you know. So it's going to be amazing. It's going to be amazing uh, um, a month of, of real events and stuff we've got around it. But I think you are right about that because, you know, a lot of male chefs in, in Australia do get, a t- do, do get attention, don't they? Yes. Well, they, they do, and I just think it's nice to see that change and it's just, it's refreshing, yeah. and yeah. I think it's going to be refreshing to the palates of a lot of people because then they're going to get that feminine energy mm. that will really come onto a plate mm. from the savoury perspective, which is great. And also now they've got some new experiences there, yes. you know, for children as well. Yes, we, we're going to have uh, the ballpark this year, which is uh, something, it's like a kids' theme park, I guess. It gets bigger and bigger every year. That's going to be near the Birrung Ma side of uh, yes. Federation Square, which yes. will be really, really exciting. And uh, I think that's for kids and parents who are that side of the city who just want to, you know, you can come for $5 or whatever it is, I'm not sure, but, and, you know, take your kids and you could probably leave them there if you wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm yeah. sorted. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently they're um, going to have some creche facilities. There is childcare, but yeah. you could actually probably leave them in the <laughs> But no, you shouldn't do that. Let's just make everything abundantly clear. We, we endorse responsible parenting. parenting. Yes, we do. Wait, no, I'm joking. They will... at the uh, wine bar. <laughs> yeah. No, we will have uh, creche facilities. The second year they've done that as well, which is good. Amazing. I mean, you can actually leave the kids in proper care. Yeah. Yeah. Are, are you going to actually have the hot Polish nanny? In the <laughs> 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 Peach well, is going to a dark it place. Is, <laughs> it is an international tournament. And also, what what other things are, are they bringing out? The uh, experiences yeah, that so, are coming back and um, we, We're also going to, um, and I think one thing they, they're really keen on doing is uh, highlighting um, the tourism in Melbourne and Victoria. So they're going to have all these experiences, like the Chef Series, where you can go on a hot air balloon ride, you know, to the Yarra Valley or whatever, and or a Gippsland tour of uh, food um, and wine and then come to the tennis as well. So they're bringing all that in. And we've got Nobu and Rockpool for the high-end people that want to go there at the tennis. But also I think we have the the everyday food as well. I mean, it sounds pretty fancy, but you can still get your chips and pies. Yeah, and your biggie small. Sometimes you just want that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I think that that's, I mean, the way that um, the Australian Open has uh, expanded over the years and they've just realised, okay, this is such a captive market Mm -hmm. of not just local and national, you know, people that visit, but internet national visitors to Melbourne and you know we obviously all realize it's a long way to come yeah. you know we've all traveled internationally yeah. I mean it takes a long time to get here and so for the AO to be able to recognize like well while you're here they're obviously not going to come for just three days yes so here's an opportunity to help you know expand the tourism market um, in Melbourne and Victoria here's all these other things you can do outside of just going to the tennis it's such a clever Very thing to, to recognize the fact that if they're yeah. going to come they're most likely are going to come for a couple of weeks. So let's, you know, not just get them at the tennis, let's get them experiencing Melbourne and Victoria and, and endorsing all these other things and mm. obviously highlighting all, you know, great local produce and winemakers. It's so it's an amazing it initiative. Is, yeah, and I think we've um, we've building on that every every year and uh, these experiences are more and they're, 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 they're putting them in now and, you know, it's going to be amazing. You're and exactly also, right. And um, also first year that Fed Square's coming on board. Yeah, so that's good. Um, it's going to be a long precinct, I think, from... Um, 
from Flinders Street basically to Richmond Station. Wow. Isn't that that's incredible? That's yeah. <laughs> oh. I don't know how many steps that is. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we need to do you it. You need to count that. I do. That is so, a competition. So that's really exciting. Uh, more more details yes. will be announced exactly what's going to be happening with that, but uh, that's going to be a great partnership and, uh, you know, it just makes sense. You know, we, I, I think the, 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 the advantage we have, I think, uh, to a lot of other events, there's nothing else much going on, isn't there, in those two weeks in January. Mm. So, oh, it's amazing. It's I all did, about tennis. That's a I great love, way to start the year. It, it is. is a great way to start the year. And I love I love the celebrity spotting too. Yes. I love it when, oh, isn't that exciting, when you sit there watching a game of tennis and then all of a sudden they just, you know, they, they put the cameras and we go, oh, so-and-so is yes. here. I, I mean, I really think it's awesome because you start off the year, you've got the Australian Open, you get into it and you're feeling, oh, the vibrancy come through, the experience. <laughs> happy. Yeah, exactly. Yes, and then all of a sudden you go from there, you go into the Grand Prix, you go into the AFL season, it continues on <laughs> until we get Luke in the studio and we start talking about the next year. I know. I love this. <laughs> oh, well, let's make this a regular thing. Absolutely. Done, done. But you are right. I think it's there is something. I know I'm spruiking it and, you know, I love, I've been going to the since I was 12. I'm 40 now. So I think, but I think a lot of people in Melbourne are like that. It's something that you go to every year. Every year. Right. I've been every year since... Since uh, when? Oh, God. <laughs> I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> Forever. Um, but, you know, we're looking at the hospitality of the Australian Open, the numbers, 55,000 people dined in hospitality spaces across Melbourne Park. Yeah, it's quite That's amazing. Huge, it is amazing. You know? It's an amazing logistical effort, as you would know in the industry, you know, like it's mm. uh, getting that food in there. You don't see it coming. Like, when does it come in? No. I think in the early morning. <laughs> that is oh, awesome. Imagine <laughs> refilling every day the alcohol and the, you know, the... <laughs> the know. Do they do just that? Just <laughs> everything, you know. Oh, it's just, you know, I think any, any big events like that, yeah. you know, it's almost that adrenaline hit and that just keeps going, mm. going, 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 going until you finish and you pass out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it's, well, spring carnival's very similar in yes. that way. You've yeah. just got this constant need to re bump in every, yeah. night, every night. Every night and every morning, you yeah. know, with the crowds coming through of those numbers. It's the teams that work behind the scenes on those big events in Melbourne are just Incredible. amazing and they're so professional. And everything. what a great city we have, yeah. I know. And we mm. always, and everything looks like it's so fresh. It's like the spring carnival. You may mm. be there two days, you know, two events in a row, and then you come back for the third day and you're like, why does everything still, why do the plants still look? so fresh. So <laughs> now, um, it's incredible. To purchase tickets, are they, have they opened the box office uh, yet, The or? actual tickets are straight open the second week of October. It's always the second Tuesday. Yes, so, right. Uh, but ozopen.com if you want any um, info on all the hospitality offerings. Oh, amazing. Oh, and it's all on there, yes. whether you do the uh, Chef Series. Yes. Um, but, and thank you for coming in, Luke. Thanks, guys. And thanks, Luke. Luke. We love <laughs> having nice you. nice to warm in here. Thanks, Luke. Right, thanks, thanks so much. It's now the time for New Sport and at 7.30. This is The Breakfast Stable on SEN+. Good morning. You're listening to The Breakfast Stable. It's 7.35. That, that music means it's Mr Pete Hilke's turn to take control of the situation. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, something just, else just completely went through my mind. Oh, I've got to get out of the gutter. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> please yeah. do. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, please do. It's only whatever time it is at yeah. this time in the morning. 7.36 now. There we go. Thank you very much. <laughs> okay, so guess what, guys? We talk about there's so much going on in life. Now, before I get into the, the EPL, mm -hmm. which is my glorious passion, passion mm. in life, mm. um, but we're going to have a chat next weekend. See, at the moment, I'm travelling around this country doing uh, Fish and Chip Awards. We know. And, oh, my God, it's, it's absolutely cleaning up. 
Um, it's really interesting. National Fish and Chip Awards, travelling around, tasting. Oh, there's some great batters. And there's some that you just look at and that go... aren't so good. It's soggy, well, batters. Yeah, there's just soggy, but there's even some that are rock hard. Anyway, but that's been very interesting. But next weekend, mm-hmm. I've actually got the National 4x4 show right. coming up at Melbourne Showgrounds. Mm-hmm. Now, the great thing is I'm on the catch and cook stage. Catch and cook. Okay, so this is if you were fishing. Yeah, so right, okay. it's, it's an outdoor um, boating, camping, fishing. Yep, yep. Um, and I'll be out there for the whole three days on the catch and cook stage, um, just doing some demos. I've actually got some beautiful, of course, it's going to be Humpty Doo Barramundi. Yes, of course. Right. I'm um, just going to do that. Nice crispy skin on a beautiful snow pea tender salad. Oh, yeah. Do we have to explain to Helen Riser what camping means? <laughs> <laughs> Glamping. Ah, oh, there we go. Glamping. <laughs> but are you actually cooking it on a hot, are you cooking on a car engine or are you cooking it on a hot <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm cooking on a car engine. <laughs> no, so I've just got, just doing some nice little demos yep. there. Um, awesome. That goes three days. But if you actually go to uh, to the www.4by4show.com.au, type in the code Pete Hilke and you'll get 15% off your ticket purchases for the weekend. Oh, amazing. Oh, my God. So just typing your name in gets us... I know. <laughs> it's about time I got something. It's about time you got your own code, isn't it? Oh, no. I've waited all my life for <laughs> Okay. That sounds great, Petey. So next week, 4x4 four four show. Yeah, the 4x4 four four show. Yep. So next Saturday show, when I'm in, we'll be in between everything, so I'll just be on this adrenal and rush. That right. just goes through. As opposed to... Oh, yeah, normal. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we're going to jump right across. Now, we do have a special guest in the... Uh, room today mm-hmm. in the studio, Drew Grabach from Sucks Kitchen. And you know the amazing part about it? I'm going to just jump across the EPL. Now, the first game. <laughs> the first good game. Morning, Joe. Yes, good, good morning, Joe. Oh, no, oh, no. No, 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 no. There's a reason why, ladies and gentlemen, because he, oh, Joe, good morning. Just tell our lovely listeners out there, who do you follow? Tottenham Hotspur. Okay. Anyway, so back to the EPL. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah, I'm playing with I've you, walked... my friend. No, sorry, what was that? I said I've walked into this. Oh, of course you And you know what? But that's what we are. We're fun. We're a bunch of fun people. We try anyway. Okay, so basically, look, Liverpool, the start. Match day one out of 38. Liverpool four, beat Norwich one. But how's this? Norwich scored an own goal. In the first six minutes of the game, how would you feel? Uh, uh, absolute shocking. All right. But there's some, the classic game coming up for this first round really is going to be Manchester United playing Chelsea at Old Trafford. It's going to be a cracker. So from next weekend, you are going to get a nice little splurry of EPL across your ears. It starts again. It does. But now. I have to move across now because <laughs> we've got our marvellous chef who's in the room. He's got truffle dinners, Father's Day lunches. This guy's an absolute legend when it comes to the food scene in Melbourne. The one and only Joe Grabach from Saks Kitchen. Joe, welcome to the breakfast table, my friend. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for having me and, yeah. Glad to be here. Mate, I tell you what, you know, I sit here and I look, and this is right, let's set the scene for a sec. With dim lighting, timber communal tables, bar seating and an open kitchen with a chef that is absolutely amazing. That's what it says. <laughs> right. And we've got no, Joe Krupak. <laughs> I know. But come not on, you've got to play without Miss Razor. <laughs> but Joe, um, mate, what you've done 
is absolutely amazing. You're really giving diners an experience. But I want you just tell, give us a bit of your own words around that, but also, you know, what you do as a chef, what you do, you know, you've got so many dinners, there's so much going on. Please, tell us more. Um, food style, I guess, you know, from the start, uh, seasonality, you know, um, interest in what's, um, what's in right now, what's in the garden, I have a green thumb, um, so that really is where a lot of the food comes from. Um, and just, I think dining's more about now, more about, you know, Helen, you mentioned earlier about a, um, waiter that you had. It's an experience. It's Mm -hmm. not just the food, you know, it's the whole, it's the music, it's the lighting, it's the, you know, the ambience, the everything, everything, the drinks. So, yeah. I mean, you've got a two, it's a two story restaurant too, isn't it? So, um, you've got the fine dining experience and absolutely beautiful. And uh, Jack's actually experienced it. Yeah, I I think the last time I was there, I had the swordfish and it was just, I mean, I'm pescatarian, so I'll always go for a seafood dish, but it was just absolutely beautiful. And as I said, the staff were amazing. And, you know, it's, yeah, it's it's a great space that you've got there. And um, I mean, because how many years has SAC's been going for now? It's been. Two, two years, years. Two yeah, years. that's right, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, you've had a great history as well. Yeah, I mean, a bit of a history in Melbourne. So, Melbourne born and raised. Um, I kind of started my career with um, an old Italian, uh, Austrian, um, Bill Marchetti. Uh, Marchetti's Latin on oh, yes. Lonsdale Street. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, 20, wow. 20, 20, yes. 20 odd years ago. I wow. Um, I went there a few times. And them. then, yeah, kind of Il Foneo. Uh, oh, did a little bit there and then loved went it there. to uh, London and spent about six years there. I uh, worked for the uh, infamous Mr. Gordon Ramsay yes. there. Oh, what, what was that like? Yes. At, I mean, at that time, because, I mean, obviously he, he would have mellowed out, but take no, away the... No, no, no. <laughs> but, I mean, I mean, what you what you see on TV when, when they actually did that first series of him in the kitchen really losing his stuff... Boiling point? Yeah, yeah. yeah right. Yeah. Is he really like that, though? Yeah. Wow, there you go. Yeah. Uh, that's I can't great. imagine working in that sort of environment. Yeah. The stress must have been yeah. huge. And how long were, the, were you there with him? I I did a year at Hospital Road, which is a three star. Yeah. Um, which is where Bullying Point was filmed. Mm. Um, and it was the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. It's <gasps> wow. Yeah, really? It was like uh, military service nearly. Oh, oh, that's gosh. inspiring. Yeah. But, long but hours and, and long hours, full lots on. of stress. Yeah. Um, you know, and but you I survived. Learned, and I survived. <laughs> I, I was a, I was a, um, you know, it, it's a very good for weight loss too. The sweating. And also, it also said that you, I mean, you use a lot of your, like I said, your own, your green thumb and you and your yep. family are very, you know, heavy gardeners and stuff. It's well, hang on, family? Yes. Ten siblings, hello. Yes. And so do they all have... <laughs> you, uh, Twelve. Oh, no. So I've I've eleven brothers and sisters. So in my wow. I have six, uh, five brothers and six sisters. No wonder you got into chefing. Oh, <laughs> you can feed wow. yourself. Yeah. Yeah. You can feed yourself. That's incredible. <laughs> so, are, are they all? I mean, are any of the others in the food in, in hospitality? Uh, no. There's three teachers. Oh my God. How do you remember? I was going to say. No, there's a, you can't. Actually. They're on the calendar. <laughs> so just a quick um, one. We've, you've got a truffle dinner coming up. Tell us a little bit more about because we had we had truffles on last week. Yes, yeah. we did. Where were they from? No, no. Oh, I want you to tell us about oh, this right. truffle dinner. <laughs> <laughs> um, truffles for me are an ingredient that I absolutely you know I can't wait for them to come back. Mm. Um, Australian ones being in 
um, you, the UK for so long, you get to experience the European ones, the French and the Italians. Um, coming back to Australia, what we farmed here when I first come back, you know, about eight years ago, weren't fantastic. Um, the knowledge of both the providors and chefs has grown immensely. So now, you know, our Australian truffles are amazing. So what we, better way we to We tried celebrate? them last oh, week yeah. and they yeah. were They're phenomenal. Stunning. Yes. They're stunning. So yes. this year, every, every year it kind of flips between WA and... Tassie. So we're running this premium truffle dinner on the 23rd of August uh, with some amazing wine matches. Um, we start off with some Dom Perignon oh, 06. Wow. Uh, there's Barolo in there. There's <laughs> everything, everything. Oh I know. Oh, it's so Joe, terrible. Wow. Well, well, I'll tell you amazing. what, Joe, we're going to have to wrap it up there yep. because i tell you what, what a way to finish this segment off. Dom Perignon. They get some butters moving. Thank you for coming in, Joe. It is 7.45. Back shortly. This is The Breakfast Stable on SEN+. That always gets us going, that song for you, Helen Riser. Doesn't <laughs> Just if we think we're flagging in our energy levels, which really doesn't happen that often, your little theme song oh, jumps up. Oh, peps me up again. Peps Absolutely. you up again. Yes. Um, how lovely was Joe? Oh, amazing. Lovely and man. Luke. He's a legend. We, yeah. We, um, we had such a lovely time with both both our guests this morning. So yeah. um, Go to the Australian Thank you Open. for coming in. Go to Saks Kitchen. We love yes. having guests come in and visit. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yes. Now, Helen, you have had another busy week again. Full steam ahead <laughs> from coming back I from know. the States. Um, had the most incredible high tea experience. Um, Catherine, our beautiful Catherine, mm. um, has been working on a project for two years. Um, you know, she's got her own aroma baby, but she also consults for other businesses mm. in the beauty skincare uh, uh, space. And um, we, uh, I, I was fortunate to work on and also be a guest at the Greenleaf Natural Beauty Amaranth a skincare collection. And mm. it was at the most magnificent uh, Park Hyatt Hotel. Mm. I mean, most of the women who attended, there was a token male or two, um, but, you know, beautiful <laughs> ladies from all different uh, areas, uh, from health and wellbeing to beauty. Um, no one knew about this beautiful Cuba uh, room that uh, the Park Hyde have got downstairs near their bar. Okay. It was absolutely exquisite and um, and it was an intimate high tea where Catherine launched Australia's Answer to Superfood, a skincare using locally grown crops of amaranth and, you know, other functional food uh, ingredients including kakadu plum, natural vitamin E, calendula and evening primrose oil. And she, she has named it Superfood for Your Skin. Mm. And um, it was beautiful. Also uh, this week, a Thoroughly Modern, modern Millie by the production company. I, th- I believe the last night is tonight. Okay. Um, and that's at the State Theatre. It was absolutely beautiful production. Rebel Blue, which is a restaurant on Chapel Street, had their first birthday. And Yay. it was packed. Um, and the oh, boys, really? there's three boys that own it, did an amazing job of really welcoming everybody. What and, food did and they do? Celebrating. Well, it's, it's Greek, uh, Greek style. 
style food, um, Ooh, but modern Greek style nice. and really beautiful. Uh, we had uh, also Nana Judy uh, had their uh, store launch on uh, Chapel Street as well. And then there was um, also a beautiful high-end fashion collection that was launched uh, called Mastani Couture Fashion on High Street in Armadale. Oh, it was a beautiful, really? intimate, very intimate, um, where it's made-to-measure tailoring from luxury fabrics, promoting ethically made women's wear owned by this beautiful lady called uh, Kudrat Makar. And, what? Okay. But, yeah, stunning. Uh, handmade. It yeah. was just beautiful. And is there a sort of style that you would sort of attribute to that type um, of couture? Beautiful, elegant, timeless fashion, I mm. would probably, but luxury. It right. just, you just even sitting on a hanger. You know, some clothes don't have hanger appeal, but they look amazing on. Hanger appeal. These had <laughs> hanger appeal. So if you're, you know, no matter what size, they'll make to measure. So, mm. you know, uh, it was just beautiful. Um, no doubt we'll get and, to see a lot of her stuff then, uh, uh, of the brand uh, low and Oh, and Logies. the races mm, and yeah, right, spring okay. racing carnivals coming up. Mm. The other thing, huge this week, was the Indian Film Festival. And the crowds, because we have a massive Indian community mm. in Melbourne. Oh, it's, it's huge. It's beautiful. Um, yeah. The amount of uh, events they do and it's just the colour. And it was just, you know, on a cold night. Uh, so that was this week as well. Uh, the Langham Hotel launched the Residence Suite by Kerry Hess, who's an illustrator, um, oh, sister of Megan yes, Hess. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And it was all pink and pretty and beautiful. So they launched that this week. So it's it's there. You can stay. This is yes. the villa that you can so you stay book at. book it, at, yes. Right. And at then, the Langham. At the Langham. But it's been designed or it's been... The, it's the, just been refurbished right. and, uh, you know, it's got her pictures, her beautiful right, illustrations. The interior on design the yes. based on her Correct. illustrations and yes. so forth. Oh, okay. beautiful. beautiful. Yes. That's awesome. The other thing um, I am so proud to be once again an ambassador for the polished man. So I'm a polished mm. woman. So I've come oh, with my... Oh, oh, gee, I'm glad it's those fingers. <laughs> Fourth finger. Fourth finger. Oh, boy. No. I thought, gee, that's it. <laughs> so what did I do? <laughs> no. So, so polished man, you know, run by uh, YGAP... Um, um, you know, uh, they, uh, they're they promoting uh, violence, uh, you know, against children, children. and mm. um, they've got so many celebrities on board once again every year they do mm. and it is, it, it's the most incredible, I mean, raising millions of dollars over only a few years um, and it's, it's incredible the vibe, you know, you walk in, I walked into the photo shoot the other day and the vibe, you know, I got pampered with, you know, they did my nails and painted them blue and mm. had the hair and um, done by um, uh, Redken, uh, owned by L'Oreal. Uh, Longcom did my makeup. Oh, it was like a whole pamper yes, session. And beautiful. they really looked after us. And mm. So thank you. And I'm very proud to um, be doing it once again. The other um, two events that um, I'm working on is the Treasure Chest Charity Luncheon, which is coming up on the 31st of August at the Crown Avery, which is on the rooftop. Beautiful. Nice. Beautiful lunch um, and for men and women and it's for uh, Treasure Chest Charity that looks after 
men and women who are going through, um, you know, breast cancer. So it's there, you know, from the moment they get diagnosed right through to the aftercare. Yeah, the post. It's yeah, just support. incredible. We raised funds for no, fabulous awesome. equipment um, to be used at the Royal Women's and the Royal Melbourne Hospitals. Um, and also, oh, just in love with this event as well, it's the Red Ball Melbourne uh, which I is uh, run by the Fight like Cancer, Cancer Foundation. Foundation. Which, yeah, I mean, look, uh, I was on the Red Bull Committee for 18 years. Oh, isn't that it the most incredible it was, It's work. been one of, you know, a certainly a big part of my life over the years. Um, I'll be going uh, this year again. and um, But, yeah, look, it, it's, it was such an amazing event to be involved in on a personal level. Now, yes. I met a lot of my very close friends I met through being on the Red Bull Committee. And well, from trumpet events. I know. <laughs> and all the people at <laughs> I know, I know. Crown Palladium. And, I know. And, it, yeah, it is one of probably Melbourne's biggest fundraising um, events um, of the year. Yes. Um, I mean, we've had, we had years where we got almost 1,000 people yes. at the dinner. Wow. Gee, it's, that's uh, good, isn't it? huge. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's really you know, good. that is pushing the limits of Crown. I, I know, poor Crown. <laughs> <laughs> Bursting yeah. at the seams. But it is an amazing event and, and the work of the Fight Cancer Foundation, obviously, um, with the uh, patrons, um, Hugh Jackman and Deborah Lee Finesse, been patrons of the Fight Cancer Foundation for many years and um, uh, Deb's beautiful mum Faye Duncan was yes. the chairman there uh, or the um, uh, the chairman of the Fight uh, the Red Bull uh, committee who mm-hmm. I knew and God bless rest her soul was an yes. amazing lady it was a it was a joy to work with her well, Fight Cancer Foundation's been going for 30 years mm. and the Red Bull's been going for 27 years mm-hmm. this is wow. their 27th that, year that's awesome. so it's the longest running yeah. charity, charity event mm-hmm. in Melbourne yes yes and um, yes I'm proud to be so you know please come and see oh, yes, the red carpet yes <laughs> <laughs> my usual job yes of course you are a busy lady on red carpets I love my red carpet. I do. <laughs> I, yeah. do you, I was going to ask you, Helen, just about that. I mean, have you ever had, like, literally carnage on the carpet? Oh, my <laughs> when, God. When the wrong celebrities there turned is... up at the wrong time and there's two oh. celebrities I like. I think the, the, the hardest thing for someone that manages media walls is actually getting people off <laughs> from taking 50 million selfies yeah. and saying, hey, listen, I've got a whole, like, I've got about 50 million people waiting for the media wall shot yes. and I've got media waiting, so can you please leave? Move it along. You need That's one of those big subtly, hooks. Yeah. Yeah. You need someone like a hookmaster. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> After a while. Can you come a and help me? I'd love to do that. Oh, my God, that appeals to me so much. I'll be standing there and you could just sort of like, you know, give me the give me the sign and I would let the, like, hover the hook over the top of and I'll just stand there with a the video camera and videotape <laughs> that part and we'll socialize. Yeah, and I have to say, one time a photographer there, something happened to the batteries in their camera and I'm like, holy moly, I'm so glad I brought my camera. Oh, I remember that event. And um, I literally <laughs> snaffled up my my camera that was sitting behind the media wall and um, and just handed it over. And then, yeah. Really? You have yeah. one job to do, photographer, yeah. is to put yeah. batteries in your <laughs> camera I, I just think for the, you know, the job that you do, which is turning uh, up and taking photos. And then once again, there is Mother mother Riser. With yeah. <laughs> the, the other thing that's hard for me, because I'm not so much into my sport, and so many, you know, years and years of doing sporting personalities mm. at events, I always, 
it's it's the young up and coming footballers that I and I go sorry which, which team are you <laughs> sorry who are you again <laughs> oh that's fantastic that, yeah oh, otherwise it's, it's all fun always entertaining Helen thank you so much it's been lovely being back and spending the morning with you you too Pete Hilkey um, just remember you can follow us on the breakfast table on, the fa- on Facebook and also on Instagram the, the breakfast table and on Twitter breakfast table it's been a great morning we will see you all next week. Adios. Bye.